Welcome back to Range Anxiety. It's a Wednesday afternoon drive home session. Some of you might even recognise and remember that track that I was just playing there. Excuse me, the Model 3 SR Plus is going to get a little bit loud here as I drive over a bit of gravel. That's right, a bit of rally work on the way home. Um, the SR3 Plus is a little bit loud, but that was Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple. Yeah, what a great track that is, especially for old people like me. Yep, okay, so we'll get on to that in a moment because I actually got smoked out today. That's right, fully smoked out. Some of you will love it. That evangelist as um, that insufferable petroflog Sam Cascone refers to me as got smoked out. But first, there are some other mentions other good mentions today we've got to talk about i've been getting a, a little bit of hassle that i'm not talking uh, about enough interesting things and one of the most interesting self-serving things that i've been asked to talk about is a group of guys and girls actually i think they're all guys uh, from melbourne known as book club now book club is a bunch of guys it sounds like a terribly weak name for people that were um, brought up from the LS1 scene. Book Club has been around since about 2005, I reckon, which makes it 15, 16, probably coming up 17 years pretty soon. And it's a bunch of guys from Victoria that love their LS1s. And they've all had them at some stage, LS1s, LS2s, LS3s. But over time, of course, they've all kind of fallen off the perch a bit because not too many people keep their VX or their VY for that long unless they're a true enthusiast and these guys are fairly affluent you know they they've got good jobs building companies one of them's uh, right up there in politics I'll get him to a, onto him a, a bit in a minute I'll be told to be careful what I say because it's on a need to know basis about this guy Tuffy's his name and if he tells you he's got to kill you and he's quite um quite capable of killing you too apparently so anyway these guys they kind of love me. I don't know why. Apparently, I'm an honorary member of Book Club. But I've worked on a lot of their cars over the years because they were friends that came up through the LS1 forums. You know, we used to... Such was a camaraderie that you just don't get anymore because of, you know, face stalk and stupid applications like that. You don't get the camaraderie that we used to have back then where we would actually hop in the car in Adelaide and drive over to Melbourne, a good, you know, 500 miles, 750, 800 kilometres away, and go to a dino day on a Saturday morning, go out for drinks with the boys, and you know, the, 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 who eventually became book club, argue, bicker, fight, call each other names, upset the custodians of other workshops, and then, you know, get quite drunk, uh, recover, and drive home Sunday back to Adelaide ready to start, you know, another eight hour hole ready to start work on Monday morning. That's what we used to do. In fact, I remember when I opened a new workshop, the whole of book club jumped in their cars and drove over and, you know, came and checked it out. I think we were picking up, or they were picking up Uncle Tone, Tony Ambrosio. He's sort of like a house building, semi heavy metal, kind of, uh, he's hard to explain, but he, his claim to fame was he was in love with mass airflow meters. He was the math man. 
and everything we could do mathless, he could do a lot worse with a math on board. But he prided himself on that. And I, I used to pick on him a lot online and call him names and ridicule him. And he actually knew he was he was the butt of everyone's jokes. However, he stuck by his maths through thick and thin. And, and then when we finally did twin turbocharge his VE GDS, GTTS, uh, which he then had road legalised through the emissions data that we'd done at Orbital Engineering. Fantastic car, uh, GTTS. Still believe it goes to this day, and I reckon we did it in about 2010. Um, he made us keep the math on it, and yeah, we kept the math on it, and uh, unbeknownst to Tone, no, we were actually only using it for the air temperature sensor, but he believes that the car's running off the MAF still and it's not got a speed density operating system in it, which it does. And yeah, so he was an interesting one. There were all sorts of interesting ones. Um, I don't remember half of their names because they change their names all the time because Facebook allows you to do that. Forums, they didn't do it so much. But there was a whole clan of them and they've all got different cars now. They changed, sometimes they change their name from Book Club to Diesel Club. Then they call it Motorbike Club. And you know, I really don't, get that involved with it because you know they are a fair bunch of flogs even though they're my kind of mates listen to that v6 commodore next to me that there that's just gold isn't it that's a mang mang um that's the noise i make on the rev limiter you know and mang 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 at about 5200 rpm or whatever the horrible things rev to yeah so they've all moved on now one of them has even got a tesla and so they call him Telstra Boy. I don't know why they call him Telstra Boy, but they do. Maybe they can't spell Tesla. And yeah, others have, but diesel utes, others have Superbike. Uncle Tone apparently has a, a old Rolls Royce with an LS1 in it or some fantasy he had. It's hard to tell online. And then you've got Tuffy. Now Tuffy, Jeremy Max, his real name, He's kind of like the leader of Book Club. He's had a bit of a sook at them, pulled them into line a few times. Hopefully this isn't boring any of you. I kind of have to do this if I want this podcast to survive because Tuff has said, you know, Tuff was very much up there in the um, advising the government and ASIO um, during the COVID crisis. I like calling it COVID. It's better than uh, covid isn't it? And, you know, and as well as that, he also probably has one of the fastest street cars in Australia. It's, uh, I think it's, I think it's a single turbo um, VYSS, I think, um, that makes about 300 kilowatts, 350 kilowatts at the wheels. And of course, what we were doing right back in the day was much faster and better, but you do not say that you are ever faster than tough because in the middle of the night, they'll come for you, put a hessian bag over your head and take you somewhere. So there you go. That's book club. So I hope all of you boys can sit around and have your meeting tonight and uh, talk about the good old days of the LS1 Drag Nationals and how soft I've become driving around in my Telstras because you've had your mention now and now you can all nick off and tough. I hope I didn't offend you because I know it's a need to know basis if you told me you'd have to kill me and I know how connected you are. So boys, I hope you get a good laugh out of that. Now we can get on with my miserable day. Now those of you that know me in the work environment would know that I like to keep a tidy ship, very tidy. 
you could almost eat off the floors at any workshop I'm involved with, almost. I mean, I have my sidekick, offsider, partner in crime, Gareth, who is quite the opposite of me. He's like, if you've ever listened to the kids' fairy tale, Hansel and Gretel, he's the one that scatters, scatters the breadcrumbs, or in his case, pizza crumbs, behind him as he goes around. <clears throat> he will put a tool wherever his hand is when he's finished using it. He'll cut a cable tie off and he'll leave it on the floor. He wipes something up with a rag from under a car, he drops it where he stands. So there's always a trail of carnage. He brings in his lunch and if he eats it, he leaves the lunch box exactly where he took his last mouthful. And not for the course of the day, generally anywhere between three to nine months, at which point I just throw them in the bin. They've almost got legs where they could walk there at that stage. So we're quite polar opposites. I'm a bit of a neat freak and I'm always pushing around a mop, muttering to myself. You know, it's kind of some nervous disorder I have. There was, speaking of which, there was one guy back in the day that I knew that had a workshop in Canberra, I forget his name, or Canberra, our nation's wonderful capital. And when he used to get stressed, he wouldn't like mutter under his breath and like mop the floor and curse Gareth like I do. He would actually be in the middle of talking to a customer, get out his toothbrush, put a big bit of like Colgate on it and start brushing his teeth blood out as he was talking to a customer. You reckon I'm weird? That's kind of the weirdest shit you've ever heard of in your whole life. So yeah, I'm not a toothbrusher, I'm a floor sweeper. So I like to keep everything clean. And you know, after having dropped a big pile of my own money on buying a new dyno, I like to keep the dyno clean. And I like people to walk in and go, wow, I've never seen anywhere this good in my whole life. So, you know, and we are building phase two at the moment. They're starting to turn there of our workshop plans, which is going to be a fair Taj Mahal. And yeah, so, you know, clean, clean, clean. Cleanliness is next to godliness, and everyone knows I can be quite godly. So anyway, that's the backstory to today's episode. Where it does get it, oh, look, here comes an old Model S past me. Oh, she's not that old. Oh, it's an old P100D, so it's about a, a 16 model. Not bad, not bad at all. Nice Telstra, buddy. So anyway, a friend of the business, he's got plenty of, plenty of money. Uh, he likes to slug around in an old Navara. Now, any time, A, I don't particularly like diesel cars a lot. They're good when they're brand new. Sorry, if they're a car, they're generally not too bad. And they're good when they're new. The newer, the better, in my opinion. So you know, this guy's got plenty of money and plenty of nice toys and plenty of race cars. And he'd be older than me, so he's bloody ancient, right? He decides that the right thing to own would be a 2009 model D40 Nissan Navara with that YD25, I reckon it is. 2009 model, though. So, you know, <clears throat> when people talk about those, you probably can't find a bigger bucket of shit than a D40 YD25 that's done 250,000 Ks. Now, he said, Martin, friend of the business. Now, that was a Falcon 6 you heard. What a, what a great thing that inline head gasket eating, door handle breaking piece of shit really is. Um, Eon Martin, I got a few problems with this and I said, well, why don't you do the right thing that you do to any old Navara and just throw it in the bin, right? And get yourself a new one. Look at that, oh, that was a turbo Falcon. It's really Australia day today, isn't it? Wow, a barra. So I said, why don't you throw it in the bin? And he goes, no, I'm emotionally connected to this car. I thought, here we go. 
I'd like you to fix it. So I said, what's the problem with it? I just think it needs a tune. Now, anytime a customer says that, and they say it fairly hesitantly, you know you're about to get, as we call in Australia, pineappled. Bend over and take a whole pineapple. So I've gone, oh yes, tell me, why do you think it needs a tune? Well, it blows a lot of smoke. Here we go. I said, maybe the pump and the injectors are stuffed in it. No, nah, just had them done. Okay, fine. And it's been to a diesel expert and they've reprogrammed it and it just doesn't feel like it's got any power. So I said, all right, you're a friend of the business. Normally I wouldn't touch a D40 because I don't like them. But today, you're in luck, I'll do it. So he dropped it off. And I, I actually was doing some work, which is rather than whining, which is quite, or mopping, which is quite strange for me. So I've gone and set up the dyno for Gareth and the thing was quite putrid inside and out. We put it on the dyno and Gareth's gone like, oh, you're not going to be happy because I was upstairs in my office doing, you know, business things. And Gareth goes, you're not going to be too happy. He goes, I said, why is that? He goes, oh, the thing's a dirty, smoky piece of shit. I'm going, all right, okay. So I've walked, you know, gone down there and I've looked in there and all of the silver sliding fingers on my mainline all drive dyno are black. Shit everywhere. And I've thought, right. And I said, what? So I walked around and had a look at the dyno screen, you know, wipe the soot off it. The extraction fans just can't even, couldn't keep up with this thing. And it had 37 kilowatts, which is about, I don't know, 50 horsepower wheels. About a two and a half times down on what it should be. Glorious device, right? Real piece of junk. 37 kilowatts. And I'm looking at the mess and I said, right, get this piece of shit. Get this piece of shit out of here. Tell the customer to piss off. Dirty piece of crap. I don't care. Go drive it into the wall. It's not being in the shop anymore. Get your D40 Navara. Tell him to piss off. And Garrett goes, oh, look, it's made a bit of a mess, but It'll probably, the exhaust will be clean next run. I've gone, oh, okay. That's how you do it, is it? Exhaust is clean next run. So I'm just looking at an ambulance in front of me. Oh, thank God he's doing a U-turn. And you'll hear, you'll hear the wonderful sound of an Aussie emergency siren. And since you just heard that, that's what it was going to be like for this Navara owner because I could tell he was smart and me. No, I don't like a smart ass. That's my job. So Gareth's going, no, no, we made this mess. I'll help you clean it up, which means he'll leave and go and get lunch, and I'll clean it up. And we'll fix it. So he's had a look at it. He reckons, I reckon the boost control solenoid stuffed. So he orders in a, a boost control solenoid of our good mate, Bobo. And, you know, an hour later, we have a boost control solenoid. All there, all ready to go. Gareth puts a boost control solenoid on. It's all right, just give it a run and see where we are. And he's going, oh, okay. I could hear it run just quietly. I was sitting up in my office again, dealing with just general carry-on. And I walk back down and every single roller door in the shop is up. Every roller door in the shop is up. And I'm going, wonder why that is. And there's smoke and shit everywhere. And he goes, oh, uh, you, you might want to leave for a bit. You see, what had happened is the boost control solenoid had indeed fix this thing and it had gone from 37 kilowatts 50 horsepower at the wheels up to 85 kilowatts at the bloody wheels right 
and because it was now making some power, because it was actually making boost like it should, it decided to empty a year's worth of carbon and shit out of the entire exhaust system. Oh, oh that, did you hear that noise that just went past? That was the best Australian six-cylinder car ever. That was a Magna, a Maggie V6. So anyway, this thing emptied the entire contents of two years of driving around at Lambda 1 or 14 to 1 at 37 kilowatts at the wheels. Oil, shit, carbon, carcinogens, every toxic substance known to mankind up the walls, across the floor, um, on our banners, on the dyno, on the dyno computer, on the glass front of the cabinet. And you see, so bastardly are these cars that not only did it empty all of the carbon out of the exhaust, it infused it with about half a litre of oil. So it made it stick to everything. Some got on my bloody Tesla, my Telstra, got bloody coal rolled by this heap of infernal shit. And I lost my shit. I'm like, get this piece of shit out of here. And Gareth's going, yeah, no, no, I'll take it for a drive and clean it out. That's what I'll do. So now it had boost and the air fuel ratios had gone back to, you know, Lambda 1.5 or, I don't know, 19, 20 to 1 or whatever it should be. He took it and he flogged it for about 10 minutes till the thing stopped chundering shit everywhere, put it back on the dyno, wrote a bit of code for it, got 100 kilowatts at the wheels, 150 horsepower or whatever it is, and gave it back to the customer. But you know what I did to him? Because he was like, oh, did you hear that? Speaking of head gaskets afloat, that was a Subaru. That was an EJ257. So we don't know whether it's going to be a Ringland, a spun bearing, or a head gasket, or a combination of two of any of those at once, or three. So Gareth took it for a good flog and cleaned it out. We ran it up, gave it back to the customer. But then I had to get help. I had to get my offsider, our friendly grave digger at work, better known as Digger, because he used to dig graves by hand. And he's almost as good as me on a mop. Oh, now I'm going to get cut off. No, is she going to cut me off? No, is she going to let me in? No, is she going to let me in? Thank you, sucker mum. I even gave her a wave out of my Telstra. So Digger's come in with degreaser and... We've kind of been renovating the place for the last couple of hours. But you know what? Customers got to pay for that. Because you drive a piece of shit that damages people's property, you can pay too. You know, like, cleanup ain't free. Digger ain't free. You reckon you dug those graves for free? I was getting him to dig another hole out the back for the customer. But anyway, customer was very happy and said, sorry, Sorry about that, I knew it was going to be pretty bad, but I didn't want to say anything. That's all right. <laughs> you just bought us all a big night out and some and paid for the cleaning costs, which could have been all averted if you just said, this thing's a total piece of shit. But anyway, it's fixed now and I'm calming down now and my blood pressure's gone down now. But you can see why diesel stuff is just bound for the scrappy. When they're new, a good new European diesel, you know, like a, we've had the, the pleasure of, of dealing with a couple of brand new SQ8s that staff members and directors' cars at work, beautiful cars. You know, new Porsche diesels are beautiful. Um, some new Land Cruisers, when they've got the injectors in them that aren't faulty from the factory, 
are really nice. Um, but when they get old, they're not suitable for the road anymore. They're just shit. When they're old, when they've done quarter of a million kilometres, when they're everything's failed on them, they've been driven through mud waist high, and they're never maintained, and they're they're running along at a, you know a quarter power. They are the worst things to ever have on the road. So my proposal is let's not scrap diesel vehicles. I know even new ones aren't particularly clean, but these old heaps of shit are just diabolical. Like, that's where they should start. But no, the South Australian Police Force would rather defect my Telstra and put it off the road for, you know, having slightly darker than normal tint in the highest skin cancer, you know, ridden continent in the world than they would for something that kills probably five dolphins per hundred kilometres for the amount of shit that blows out of it. So yeah, thankfully diesel won't be around much longer and good riddance to the dirty, oily shit too. And you know, that all comes back to the problems the Americans are having with the Clean Clean Air Act and tailpipe emissions. All of that was pretty much triggered by dickheads in filthy, intentionally filthy, diesels. You know, I get asked all the time, oh, you know, how much to take out my DPF? No, mate, won't do it. A, you get fined. B, it's illegal. And C, if you know what you're doing and know how to tune the car, it'll never be a bloody problem, right? Providing you buy the right car, that is. So that's that. And that was no April Fool's joke. We're publishing a day earlier than April Fool's. So yeah, that is that is something real that happened to me today. Grrr. So on to some news. I see Volkswagen um, are now becoming the new Tesla. They want to change their name as we're talking about filthy diesels, right? There is no other company in this century that has committed an emissions defeat act as heinous as the one that Volkswagen did. I mean, you don't need to take my word for that. And it's public document. It's public knowledge. Um, and so now, you know, they're all clean and green and they're apparently going to change their name to Volkswagen. Yeah, um, you know, in this cancel culture we live in, I don't even know how they get away with the logo that they do if you look at the history and the roots of that. But the good news is they're not going to bring these ID things to Australia because they say Australia's too backwards to cope with their electric vehicles. Now, I have a friend that just picked one up in the UK and he's driven it 200 kilometres and he's had to reboot it on the fly four times because it's locked up, seized, the navigation doesn't work, the screen's gone blank, um, navigation still didn't work next morning apparently, started again and started, the navigation started working again, riddled with software problems. And But they're the new Tesla, and they may well be in time, Volkswagen may get, get their act together, but at this point in time, they're about 10 years behind the game. Before, they won't tell you that, but that, that's just my opinion from what I know of having looked at stats and specs and hardware levels and who wants to buy a bloody electric car that does 0 to 108.5 seconds? Throw it in a bin. That Magna V6 will give you a whopping. And who wants that? Who wants to be beaten by Maggie? And speaking of which, uh, we're going to sign out with something on electric cars. Mr. Musk, where is the bloody plate? Listen to these dirty diesels next to me. Souped up Peterbilts. Rotten things. Bring on the Tesla Sammy. But no, Mr. Musk, where is my Model S played. We need it and we need it now because you're now in at the end of today or the end of tomorrow in the US, you are now overdue. 
was supposed to be deliveries this quarter. Now, if you snuck some out, that's fair enough. But where the bloody hell is a road test? You're on notice, Musk. Range anxiety is breathing down your neck. So stay tuned. We're going to do an Easter special. So I'm going out the racetrack to hang out with a bunch of dudes driving Porsches. And I'm taking Lisa Donham with me. So we'll do a Porsche analysis. Lots of GT2 RS action coming your way this weekend on Range Anxiety.